Welcome to the Taiwanese Diaspora Podcast, where we have conversations with people of Taiwanese heritage from around the world. Sometimes it's bilingual, sometimes it's fully in Mandarin, and sometimes it's in English. This is episode 11. 大家好，欢迎收听台湾人的这个网络广播的博客。我们跟世界各国的台湾人聊他们的故事跟经验，希望对你有趣。这是第十一集。Okay, so today we're really excited to have Chuei Lo join us for our podcast episode. He is a very accomplished pianist, and he's a doctoral candidate right now at the New England Conservatory. So we'll ask him a lot of questions about his life growing up in Taiwan, how he became a pianist, and his life in the U.S. now as, as he goes through this Ph.D. process. Okay. Hi, so I came here when I was 12. I went to uh, Walnut Hill School for the Arts all through all four years. After I graduated from Walnut Hill School for the Arts, I went to Juilliard for bachelor's and master's. Then after that, um, I came to New England Conservatory to do my DMA. It's a Doctor of Music Arts, and majoring in contemporary improvisation and piano. So, so much to ask. So, Nanya 就是大课班 然后后来，因为台湾一定要有一个主修，一个副修嘛，所以呃，我有拉过小提琴，有拉有拉过中提琴，不过现在就是focus在钢琴上面。你说大学，大学的时候要主修跟副修，还是高中还是？台湾的大
就你如果是普通班，你当然不用选两个乐器，可、嗯、就是你不用不用乐器嘛，普通班。那如果你是音乐班的话，你就必须考进去用你的主修考，然后呃，我反正我那时候是呃，你知道你考进之后，你去现场选你的副修是什么这样子。那那时候我就选了中提琴。哇，嗯，很多人在就是可能在美国，嗯、呃，生活就比较不理解为什么要有副修这种东西。不过台湾的就是台湾跟美国这里就不太一样。副修就是 minor 还是 second？ 啊，因为这个 secondary instrument。对，那如果你今天主修是考小提琴的话，那你的副修一定是钢琴。所以钢琴就是他们觉得是 base。It's it's a foundation。对对对对。That's cool。所以你小时候学钢琴的时候，你就已经知道你爱上。这么小年纪选你将来要做的东西，嗯，会不会？做了几年，然后你就哦无聊了，不想弹了或什么的，哦、有没有有没有经过这种？当当然有啊，到如果到现在还是都会了，还是有一些日子你会觉得啊，我每天这边练练练，到底要干嘛？不过呃，是小时候也有一个故事，我其实不是说一直都很对对钢琴就是那种那种非常大的 endless passion， 是一直到我小学六年级的时候有一次。嗯，我讲讲这个、这个故事还，还就是有别人问我，我都会讲这个故事。就是六年级的时候，有一次我妈在讲电话啊，你知道，就是亚洲的爸爸妈妈，就是你练琴的时候，他们会在旁边看你嘛，然后就是会陪着你练。他那天刚好没有陪着我练，然后就在讲电话，然后我就是练练练，可能练个什么贝多芬奏鸣曲，练到一半，我想说，为什么我一定要照照谱弹？就是好无聊，一点意义都没有。然后我就开始就是。可能 improvise yes， 我就开始即兴。那我我也不知道，我那时候那么小，我也不知道什么叫即兴。反正就是什么东西在呃到了到到我的就是 whatever came to mind I played。然后 it was so fun. I played for two hours without realizing that two hours has passed by.、Uh-huh. 然后我就觉得 music is so fun。然后是从那一天开始，我才真的觉得 this is what I want to do。所以我就一直练，然后到了后来到了呃 Chinese Performing Arts 在 Warner Hill 的 Festival 的时候，呃，我来这边也想说哦，那就出国来就是一个 Summer Festival 嘛，十二岁就我想说那就来玩玩看这样子。那刚好有参加他们的比赛啊 ，Concerto Competition， 然后所以跟台湾一些学生一起来，对我们就是搭同一趟飞机来这样子，然后就来到了 Warner Hill 小小山丘。然后就有老师啊，就是都很有名老师，像崇光老师、陈碧贤老师，然后一些 NEC 的 piano faculty 这样子。然后就呃，我就我们就有一个 concerto 比赛，然后我就刚好赢了。那学校就说，哎，那我们可能给你一点奖学金，那你要不要留下来这样子？然后那时候 I was t w e l 当场留下来。对 ，I didn't know anything <笑>。然后呃，他们就打电话给我爸爸妈妈，然后我爸妈就打电话给我。I was on the plane back already， 然后他们就说你想留下来吗 ？I didn't know any better. I was twelve. I said, Yeah, sure. This sounds fun. That was that. <laughs> And I'm here. I I've been here since just because I. So 我那天我那次就是下飞机玩，下飞机办了手续之后就马上飞回来。哇、wow, ，Congratulations！、Oh, 一下子就成对啊，我那时候是国一嘛， yeah. 就是我连国中都没有 finish， 我就直接上了九年级这样子。因为他们就是说，你明年如果要来，如果要明年再来的话，要重新考啊，什么手续啊什么的。可能爸爸妈妈想说，那你都已经学校都愿意收你，你就去吧。啊，既然你愿意，对。那你六年级那时候在谈的时候，你是不是已经知道 music theory？ No, it's You really just notes, just. But you know how the notes fit together. Um, 
Are you asking if I knew it was tonal? Yeah, I mean, so when I did piano, I was I thought improv like the improvisation part was the hardest, right. and and then you had to. I mean, I guess like there's like the different like Dorian, Phrygian, all these like different yeah. scales, and yeah. you can play on that, and that's that's supposed to make it sound yeah holistic, I guess, right? 我那时候在弹的时候，我没有想这么多，嗯，就是 all my knowledge came from the repertoire that I played, and that only. But、uh, the language comes from the repertoire I've played, so I was not able to play free jazz because I don't have, I didn't have that in my repertoire. So I didn't hear it. So I was playing Bach, Beethoven, Chopin. So all my language came from them. So if you say you understand theory, I don't think so. But they knew,、yeah. so I took it from them unconsciously. <laughs> that's so cool.、Uh, and that's how improvisation works, to some degree. 那你到后来到美国的时候，你是什么时候学英文 ？Because your English is really good. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> 没有，我来的时候就不要学了。九年级的时候。So he just like threw you in class. I oh my god, that was the hardest thing. Uh, 我还记得那时候我一进来就学 algebra. Um,、uh, I mean, algebra is not hard math. Yeah. <laughs> 可是就是英文，然后我就完全不知道他在问什么，就是考试的时候。哦，因为他们有时候会写 word problems。对对对， oh, 我就完全不知道他在问什么。Yeah. 然后我每次都拿个 C， <laughs> 然后我觉得这个问题明明就很简单，不过 I don't I don't understand the questions。所以后来啊， uh, 我就就每次考试的时候，我都在老师旁边问他说：“你可不可以解释这题？他到底在干嘛？”因为那时候 ESL 嘛，那除了 ESL 外，我还有特别请了 tutor， 就是有，我们那时候两个人像 book club 一样。你跟另外一个学生还是生？我跟另外一个老师， oh. 就是他会给我一本书，然后我们两个就一起读啊，然后就念啊，然后写啊这样子。然后所以那时候进步还蛮快的。然后然后那时候又交了好几个美国的朋友，然后他们就很耐心，愿意跟我讲话，所以我那时候就进步比较快。要不然我当时又来的时候，就是 one hill， 就是 high school 有那种很奇怪的 schedule， 什么 X block is a block where you do anything。Like you can schedule rehearsals during X block. Oh, cool. 然后可是我一来，他跟我说 This is an X block. 我说我怎么知道 X block 是什么东西？或者是 assembly 什么 announcement？ 我都不知道在讲什么。I mean, I think these are hard words for for me who、yeah. who just got here. Yeah. So、uh, I I had I was forced to really learn very quickly. But were you the only student from Taiwan to come? Or、um, from any no, the scholarship no, no. students? No, there were few, but I was the youngest. I remember, and、um, people here they 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 already knew how to speak. And、um, oh, actually,、uh, one of the theory classes,、um, they had to assign a a, a more advanced stu- a Taiwanese student to to be there and sit next to me and explain to me what's going on. <laughs> She was there for a semester as well. <laughs> That's great. So then, what was your school like at Walnut Hill? But did you guys have dedicated music? Blocks. Yes, 就是呃，我们我 it's like A A block, B block, C block, D block, and then X block. So I think A block and B blocks they're all、um, academics, so math, English, and language, all that. And then、um, in the afternoon, it's going to be like theory, um, history, um, year training stuff. Oh, that sounds like so much fun. It is. It is fun. Is、um, you get to do different things with, and then、uh, you see all your teachers in one hallway. <laughs> And then, oh, I mean, there's chemistry and physics, but、uh, yeah. How did you communicate with your family back home? How often did you visit, or、um, was Skype yeah, a thing then? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was. I mean, still is. I still call my 
grandmother on Skype， <笑>因为她她是 landline 嘛，所以 the only way I can call her is through Skype、嗯。那时候我记得刚来的时候，我还蛮想家里每一天都会打电话给爸妈嘛。然后那时候有 MSN， 对对对对 ，MSN Messenger 那时候。Yeah, yeah, 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 他以前学过，他也是音乐班长大，后来他转出来到普通班，然后现在他 she just finished architecture school in Taiwan. Wow, you guys are so both artsy. Oh, and my father is an interior designer. Wow, that's <laughs> cool. You've performed all over the world, won a lot of different awards. So can you tell us a little bit about?、Um, let's start with Juilliard after you've finished school here. Uh, what do you want to know about Juilliard? I don't know. I don't know anything about Juilliard. I know it's one of the most re- renowned names in music in the world,、um, and that's all I know. <laughs>、um, well, there are many aspects to Juilliard. I mean, I had fun there. It was overwhelming at times, but、uh, how did you decide you wanted to go to Juilliard as opposed to Berkeley or? I guess. Well, I didn't apply to Berkeley because they're、uh, more. In pop,、mm-hmm. like jazz and pop, and they didn't have a classical program. Now they do with with、uh, Boston Conservatory, but、um, they didn't have it then, so I didn't even apply to Berkeley. But you knew you wanted to do classical. Yes, so I applied to a few different schools, but、um, I wanted to go to New York, and also I liked the teacher there, and also、um, they gave me a nice scholarship, so. Um, I I went for you know its name, the money, and the teacher. Yes.、Yeah. What was it like living in New York? Oh, have you ever lived in New York? No.、Um, it's I mean it's very overwhelming.、Um, actually, so I moved from directly from here to New York, and it was if it was very hard at first. It was very noisy and some would say some very dirty, but.、Um, After a year or two,、um, I started to like it, and I start I started to like all the different things that can happen in one place and how high,、um, how fast paced it was.、Um, I would walk around the same block every week, and something would be different because <laughs> because people would、um, you know closes、uh, shops would close down, and it would have there would be new stores <laughs> and new coffee shops and、uh, hidden shops, hidden gems, and. Just so many sections you can go to with different cultures, and also、uh, Juilliard is right in the middle of Lincoln Center. So there's like ballet,、uh, New York Phil, and Metropolitan Opera, and all the、um, so like all the big major events are there. And did、um, you get to go? Yeah, yeah. So、um, actually, a lot of times Juilliard students have these discounted tickets, and、mm-hmm. we would go. And we went to the Met Metropolitan because I love opera and.、Um, We would go there. I mean, sometimes they only have standing rooms. We just stand, stand in the back for like two hours. <laughs> But it was yeah, fun.、Wow. It was in the middle of everything, like arts, arts wise. And so,、um, but after seven years, though, I I was a little bit、um, exhausted, and because、um, it was just too many distractions, and you, I don't. I mean, I'm not.、Um, I don't think I could could have handled. <laughs> do you think that when did you decide that you wanted to do jazz and improvisation? When did you make the switch from classical to? Yeah,、um, so not jazz. 
I'm not in jazz. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> I always associate jazz with improvisation. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. People do, people do. But、um, I want to make that distinction because I don't really play jazz.、Mm. And when so when people say, when I say oh I major in、uh, contemporary improv, people are like oh can you play this tune? Yes, I can, but not in the style that you want. You know,、um, like I can play all of me and all the jazz tunes, but not in the standard jazz that that you would expect. I do it in my own style, and I can do it in different people's styles, but. You know, I'm not gonna sit down and sound like Art Tatum, for example.、Um, I could, but that's not what I'm gonna do. <laughs>、okay. um, so at the end of my my bachelor's, I was getting kind of bored with with people telling me what to do within within classical music.、Mm-hmm. It's like you play a Beethoven piece, and they're always like, "Okay, this measure, blah blah blah. This measure, play softer. This play, measure, play louder." And I'm like, I'm just like, okay, so. What am I contributing to society? Like this doesn't help anybody. So I was like, okay, so what? What's another way we I can contribute to music and、um, contribute to society? So I started started you know、um, improvising with a group of friends and、um, coming up with pieces that that actually mean things. Also, or or like、um, arrange something in a way that's that's twenty nineteen, not you know fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred. And、um, that to me is is a little bit old school. I mean, I, I know I would offend a lot of people by saying that, but that's how I felt. That's why. That's why I started. We started a group called、uh, the Illustrators, and、um, like we did arrangements on Petrushka, and then we did some rock pieces. We did arrangements on Piazzolla, and then and then we brought it to stage. We performed it, and and the thrill of、um, reacting on the spot improvisation really. Really was amazing to me. I I I have not had fun on stage like in so long, and I fell in love with being able to improvise on stage and seeing people's reactions. And this is another thing.、Um, people now go to concerts. They go to hear classical music. You see the program Beethoven, Bach, Chopin, maybe sometimes even more contemporary John Cage. You you kind of get an idea of what you you are gonna hear, and a lot of these pieces pieces on are on YouTube, Spotify.、Um, but with improvisation, you never know what's gonna happen, and that that chance only happens there one one time. Yeah. Like even I can play the same program, but next night it would be totally different, you know. And so I value that one、um, experience. Like that、uh, whole experience with the audience once, and I, I feel like it brings me closer to my audience and just to、um, music in in general. So I, I really love that. And so after、um, masters, I was trying to see if I can、um, not I, if I can not do a DMA in piano, classical、mm-hmm. piano, and do do it in something else. So and I.、Um, A friend told me that there was a whole department doing all this stuff at NEC, and I was like, "Oh!" So I called them and said, "Oh, do you guys have DMA?" And they were like, "Yeah, yeah, come and apply." Do they like remember you? <laughs> no, they they don't.、Um, yeah, so I luckily I applied and they they accepted me. What inspires you when you're improvising? Um, anything really. Well, food is one thing, it, um, and then films. I I love I love seeing how I I see films as music、uh, like how it how it how it organizes. Sometimes the films they they begin with a climax and then you unfold the storyline. Sometimes it goes from the very beginning to the very end. And sometimes I feel like improvis improvisations like that. You have a you have a tune for example, 
you start at the climax of the tune, or and then you or you can unfold the story from the very beginning. So in that sense, film really opens my mind to different organizations of things and structures, and then also just um, life. Um, I I love walking around. That's what I was saying earlier about New York. I can walk around and see different things, see colors and different window displays. All of that inspires me. It seems I think I find it really inspiring that you're breaking form because I think on a, on a lot of different levels, right? Because I'll bring this back to sort of the identity, Asian identity kind of thing. In Asian American culture, we're brought up to be sort of by the book, and I think as a second generation American, kind of by the book of your parents who grew up in <laughs> in Asia, sort of thing. Yeah. I think classical. At least my when I took piano growing up, it was very much play was on the sheet music, yes. right? Um, so I think it's really inspiring that you are sort of a rebel in, in music. So. <laughs> um, and actually, a lot of people get offended by that. Um, but I mean, I don't know. We're I mean, adding to like the the repertoire. Yeah, of I, our time. I feel I think of it as adding a little more of um, who we are. To, um, and adding, expanding on people's legacies, and so so it doesn't become stale. But a lot of people think that they're um, the classics, and we should always preserve the classics. Like for example, I was at a dinner one time, and I was talking about improvising on a silent film to a critic, and he was saying, he looked at me, and he said, "Oh, I I believe in." Keeping the original score because that's what the, what the filmmaker wanted, and I had nothing to say to that because I I knew that no matter what I said he he wouldn't have agreed. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean it's um, I understand if people think like that, but it's just, it's just not how I think. Do you think there's an educational component to the audience and how? We as audience members can, like you said earlier, when we go to concerts, if it says it's Beethoven, we know what to expect. Within the music category, classical music generally gets stereotyped as being really appreciated by people who are maybe an older generation or people who actually play music. Mm-hmm. Do you think contemporary music is a way that allows is like bridging between pop and classical? Or do you think it's like on a own separate category? Um, how do you think we as listeners or audience members can appreciate or like even learn about? contemporary music. I think of it as contemporary art. Sometimes I go to these contemporary art museums uh, and I don't get it because like, yeah. I get impressionism but I don't understand contemporary. <laughs> yeah, um, okay, so I think there are um, very, lots of different interesting things that you said so I'll try to answer some of them. Um, first of all, there are people who think of, uh, think, think of um, classical music as a bubble that it's that exists there. So if you play a standard Beethoven, it's classical music. If you change the beat and you add a drum to Beethoven, then then it's jazz, it's pop. Um, for I don't think like that, and I don't know if I would. Enc- I think I would encourage people to not think like that. For me, music is music. Actually, um, a lot of people ask me, "Oh, um, what genres? Is, what genre is this? What genres do you do?" I, I, and I feel like music is music, and um, yeah, you can say this is Beethoven, but you don't have to 
classify it just because I, I added, added a beat to this. Um, this is now, you know, popular music. Mm-hmm. I mean, Beethoven, a lot of his pieces are popu- uh, popular music of his time. Oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, why, why, do we, why are we adding different labels just because we're living in 20, 2019? So I feel like, first of all, um, that link kind of has to be uh, broken a little bit. Um, uh, when you hear something, whatever you think it is, it is that. And um, doesn't you don't have to classify it and just open with an open mind. Or listen with an open mind. Um, and, the, and the second thing you mentioned is um, contemporary art and contemporary music. I agree with you. A lot of times I go to a contemporary music concert and I don't really quite get what they're trying to do. But um, I always think of it like a puzzle. So I can show you something later on the piano. But when when I hear something I don't understand, I try to I try to solve it like like a like cube. <laughs> and then if I if I can't solve it, that's fine. I mean I, I'm there for the experience. But if I can solve it in some way and I feel like um, that's that's what that's what that means. It, it can mean different things to everybody. But um, I always go to a contemporary music concert with the mindset to solve a puzzle mm-hmm. and I think if you draw if I think if like let's say if you hear something you don't understand try to think okay where have I heard this where can I kind of associate this with what is what are they trying to say it doesn't matter if that's what they're saying but if it means some, it means something to you then then it's worth it I like that yeah that's a great way to think about it yeah because you said, going back to the original thing, you said when you first discovered improvisation, it's kind of playing what you, what foundation, like the foundation that you're brought up with and yeah. kind of taking pieces and inspiration and weaving that all together. Yeah, and that's kind of everything. Like in literature, you, you quote people to come up with your thesis. In, um, in music, it's a lot of times about borrowing, about, um, about direct copying, and they won't tell you because they want you to think they want you to think they're original. But if if um, you can kind of associate this with that, you can kind of make the link to where what it means and where it comes from. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Are, is any of your inspiration from Eastern music? Is that um, was that a focus at all? Are you talking specifically about? Like Taiwan Taiwanese music. Sure, or, Taiwanese music or yeah. Not really. Okay. <laughs> Easy answer. No, because um, I I've been here and I think that tradition lives within in, in my blood. Mm-hmm. So whatever I come up with, that's a part of it. But I don't consciously use material. I don't gather. Um, tribal music, for example, to use in my compositions. I, I look for Western inspirations, but I feel like it is within me, and whatever I do, that's a part of the music. Actually, so I've I have had teachers here in the contemporary improvisation program. They a lot of them, a lot of the teachers here, they um, they think it's very important uh, where you come from, and it's important for a lot of people. So. I, I would go into different lessons and um, professors, uh, different teachers would tell me, okay, 
go look into Taiwanese films, go look at Taiwanese music, and that's how you find your own voice. And I find that a little absurd because that's not what I grew up doing, and and I I mean it's a part of me. I don't necessarily identify with them because I never lived in that culture, but it's a part of me. So it's it's really strange that they're telling me to that they're that they're saying that that's how you find your own voice is to go back and um, absorb all the all this culture and only only then you can have your own voice. Mm. So the the. The short answer is it's not really, but the long, the long answer is I think that it does live in my blood, and um, it's a part of who I am, consciously or not. If you have Taiwan friends, advice, recommendations, or anything for them on pursuing that?我其实如果是要大学的话像有一个像我们有一个学姐的网站她叫月月旅人有一个website然后她就是跟你说每一个每一间学校的考试内容跟考试有大概大概的时间跟大概要怎么考试的方式这样子 所以我觉得如果要来读大学的话，可以先参考这些website。那大学的嗯方式就是都还蛮一致的，就是你要先写application嘛，然后有个fee，然后你要嗯写college essays，然后寄pre-screening tapes，什么music，就是你要先录音，然后寄来这边，他们审核之后，你通过第一轮之后，你才来这边自己现场面试。那呃面试完之后，嗯，他们才会告诉你。你有沒有進這樣子,然後哦,其實美國有一個Conservatory有一個文化就是你可以先找裡面的你喜歡的老師先上幾堂課,就it's called trial lessons and it's it's not a secret。嗯,所以你先先跟老師上課,然後就是你先說嗯,哦,比如說我先來這個這個學校,我想跟這個老師學,可是我不知道他到底我跟他適不適合,所以你就在你考之前跟他見個面,上個課,然後他可能會
伟大的伟，然后我通我如果有音乐会的话，都会在上面宣传啊，或者我常很很多时候都会有嗯预告片，就是音乐音乐会会有一些之前会有一些嗯动画，然后来预告我这次音乐会要干嘛，所以大家可以在上面看到任何消息。然后我的 YouTube 上面有一目前我有一个影片是我去年拍的 MV， 是高高雄。是选市长选举之前、哦，<笑>对，我们还没想到高雄哎、嗯。对对对对，嗯、所以呃，那个上面也有我在 YouTube 上面拍了一个影片，叫《至高雄》，然后那个是自己写的曲子，这样子。OK，、嗯、那到时候来给我传过来。OK， 好。对，那我们讲一下高雄，你有做一些慈善活动。对对对对，去年因为我发了一张专辑嘛，叫叫《十二分之十二》，然后就是在讲十二年在台湾，十二年在美国这样子。然后我有十二个音轨，十二个 track， 然后每一个 track 都有自己的故事，就是有时候是童年的回忆啊，童年的玩具啊啊什么的，然后到了一些 you know childhood love and all that stuff, very cheesy. That's so cool. <笑>然后呃，他们发了专辑之后就要有 concert tour 嘛，所以我就在台北开了一场，在高雄开了一场，然后那时候我就是慈善的机会，因为我想说是高雄人嘛，那。Being a musician, 就是 it's our duty to give back to society. 所以那时候是呃有算是募款吧。然后音乐会就募款的钱就是全部捐给嗯、呃、高雄脑性麻痹基呃基金会。应该是怎么说 ？English English 是那个 Cerebral Palsy yes, Foundation. Yes, 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 yes. 然后嗯。呃当天音乐会卖的 CD 好像也是钱，也是捐给他们这样子，然后还有一些企业赞助的钱也是捐给他们。嗯，就是我想说，当然，我觉得以后当然要继续有这样的活动嘛，因为他们其实高雄的呃脑麻协会他们金元不多，因为台湾很像台北比较大，所以大家就会捐给台北。那高雄的就虽然说是不同的组织。那就比较少听到，所以我觉得高雄人就从高雄人啊、嗯呃、比较弱势团体做起。那为什么你选这个嗯、um, foundation？ 哦、oh, ，就是 exactly 啦，因为他们的、嗯、他们需要很多的帮助，可是他们 they're not very known， 所以我就觉得。But do you have a connection to cerebral palsy or not really? No, not really. 我就是那时候在选的时候就觉得他们。因为赞助真的比较少，然后没有人知道他们，所以而且他们就需要帮助。因为他们，我有去他们的 facility 看了一下，那他们最近就是要 expand to a twenty four hour facility。因为现在他们现在好像只有 day care， 那那个要蛮多金金钱，所以就想说帮帮他们一下这样子。对，哇，我 it's 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 not a lot， but it's something。But it's also raising awareness for everybody else。对，就看到有一些会有一点 publicity。那你编的曲子？ Composer 那个曲子是同样的 commission 吗？还是哦、oh, ，commission is is the same piece. The same piece. 所以那时候这首其实最开始的时候是是几年了 ？I think it's two years ago. 的高高雄捷运的十周年，高雄捷运十周年的时候，他们我也不知道他们怎么找上我的。他们就问我说，愿不愿意就是当他们帮他们写一首曲子，然后就然后帮他们录一张专辑，可以让他们在高捷的各个站播放这样子，就是。就是那种大厅的 back background music， <笑>就是那种 background music <笑>。然后就是我就录了之后，他们就说：“哦，那那你这这首是你自己写的，因为是给高高姐嘛。”那我就想说，那就是取名叫做《志高雄》。然后就给他们之后，他们就有一个 press conference 啊，就是我给他们播放的权利啊，什么什么之后，然后是这个之后呃，专辑才。
才正式发行，因为他们他们就有些人听到就说哦，那你这个都已经录了一张，那你应该直接发行。所以我就 that that's where the、um, track comes from. That's terrific. 对啊，那时候还有嗯三百张那个 Metro Card with my face. <笑>嗯，你回台湾的时候，你现在是多久一次？大概一年都会回去一次。我 summer 尽量回去，因为而且 summer 比较多演出嘛，所以你跟大家讲一下你、哦、对对对你 upcoming 我今年的。呃，今年在七月三十一号在魏武营，就新开新盖的高雄那个魏武音乐厅，有两场演出，一场下午，一场晚上。然后他们 title 的呃、uh, ，I think。好像是叫爵士摇滚之之夜吧，然后我之后会在 share 在我的粉砖上面。不过我们会谈一些呃 Gershwin 啊，然后有一些 Portion Field 啊 ，Cafe Music and all that stuff。And so， 如果所以大家在高雄的话，嗯、还是捧场，没错。哦<笑>，所以这个是跟对位室内乐，就是他们算是邀请我跟他们一起表演吧。那明年的二零二零年的 tour 就是就是有自己的。solo recital， 那那时候到台北有一场，台北国家音乐厅有一场，然后台中歌剧院有一场，然后在高雄的音乐厅有一场，这样子。那到时候因为还蛮久，所以到时候再分享给大家。嗯、cool。那你现在父母有没有觉得，哎呦，对你这些的成就很 proud？ <笑>应该不会吧？<笑>没有吗？<笑>我觉得亚洲，我之前跟一一个 mentor 在讲话的时候，他是跟我说，我你的爸妈绝对不会跟你说。觉得不可能跟你说哦、oh, ，we're so proud of you， 就是哦、oh, ，you're so you're so great， 这就不像美国，美国这边他们对对，亚洲的父母会觉得说哦， oh, 如果我这样一一一讲，你可能就会升天啊，就长翅膀，就就是就<笑> don't do anything from now on。I mean, I'm sure to some degree they're happy about some things, but um, I always have the feeling that they expect a little more. <laughs> In what sense? Um. 就是他们只要有一个区门，你只要踩过那个区门，他们就会觉得说 OK， what next？ 就是你考完学士的时候，他们就说 OK， now aim for master。那你考完 master， 他们说 OK， now aim for DMA。那你考完 DMA， 他们说 OK， 就是 what are, what's your next set？ What concerts and stuff like that？ 所以我觉得 they're constantly pushing you。And I mean I don't really know what they're happy about， but they're constantly pushing me to do the next thing。But I think to some degree it's it's good。Have you thought about what next？ Actually, well,、um, so I'm doing my all the exams and、um, coming up, and then all these concerts. So I'm kind of having a lot on my plate,、um, but but eventually I'll get there. It's great. Yeah, really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. Well, of course. And all of the, 我们全部台湾跟美国的朋友。我到时候要来波士顿来听你八月份在这里有个 concert、oh,。对，我八月九号在呃新英格兰音乐学院的 Burns Hall 有一个呃有一个音乐会，然后是呃 Chinese Foundation for Chinese Performing Art 他们他们 host。然后这一场音乐会是呃的主题是 Seven Deadly Sins， 就是我可能会弹七首曲子，可能七八首，然后 well, every piece represents one sin、uh,。There's going to be a little bit multimedia stuff that goes with it。So exciting! Yeah, can't wait to go. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Can you show us something? Yeah. So I was thinking we talked about the Gaoshong, so I'll play a little bit. Okay,、right. great.
And that's it for today. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And please send me a message on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at T-W-D-I-A-S-P-O-R-A. Or shoot me an email. It's hello at TaiwaneseDiaspora.com. And if you or other people you know have stories that they'd like to share on this podcast, please send them my way as well. All right, see you next time.